Hey, this is Sean Leary, and I am here from the beautiful Village in City Line Plaza restaurant here um, to record the latest episode of QC Uncut, your source for uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers and entertainers from the Quad Cities area and whereabouts. And today we are talking with Aaron Thompson and Nick Simons from Ghost Crier. And again, as I explained to the guys and as you regular Listeners know QC Uncut is completely uncensored and unedited, so if we mess something up or whatever, you get to hear it, just like I messed up Nick's last name there. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I've never done that before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so... Um, we're going to get started. Now, these guys are with Ghost Crier. You guys, you mentioned that you started Ghost Crier in, it's 2009, right? Right. And then you kind of got seri- a little more serious and rebooted it in 2015. So, how did Ghost Crier get started? How did you guys kind of get together to do this? And really, what was the reason for being behind it? Well, uh, evolutional phase. Um, well, introduce yourselves first so we know who's talking, for those of you... Uh, of, the uninitiated out there. This is in the video, the video mode. Uh, hey, this is Aaron G. Thompson, ghostcrier.com. And uh, Nick Simons, ghostcrier.com. <laughs> this is, it's a thing. It's an amazing website. Same exact website, guys. So, uh, well, yeah, we started, go, it was actually originally called uh, Ghost Criers. So it was kind of a compound and it had the S on the end of it, .org, uh, you know, because we're just trying to get the information out there, guys. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, we started that back in 09. And really the idea behind it was just to get a good, functional, professional uh, standard kind of moving forward in the paranormal investigation realm. Because a lot of teams were hyped and pumped about the the TV teams getting out. You know, their golden ticket of what they could possibly do with, uh, with this whole genre, this whole field. So everyone wanted to be the next big thing. And no one took any care or really knew what to do so you would invite people into your home that were I mean that were pedophiles I mean honestly (laughs) what are you looking at me (laughs) Um, so wait a second what ghost program are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, Michael Jackson's ghost criers yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so the TV programs all of them that are out there we'll just leave it at that (laughs) all the major ones which ghost problem involved which ghost program involved pedophiles (laughs) Catch a predator <laughs> with Zach Baggins. <laughs> did something scratch me? Um, yes, it did. Yeah. Oh. I got some popsicles. <laughs> no, it wasn't the programs I had. It was the groups, the other third-party groups that would have these team members that weren't screened, weren't, you know, they were just, uh, you know, Joe Schmo and Edward and Selma, I don't know, out there uh, in their barn, uh, you know, going out and, and doing this thing. But they have a criminal record, and you let these criminals really in, in your home without knowing, because because you want to get rid of the ghosts in your house, or whatever the case may be. So <laughs> because because when I want to get rid of ghosts in my house, the first thing I think of is sex offenders. Yes, well, that's, uh, yeah. check the register database. And now, which one of these guys would be best to scare away the demons haunting my home? You're gonna pull up the Scott County Jail website and just hit scroll and say that one. Uh, yeah. it's, it's the one of the overalls, guys. That's that's the hint. Right. So, just you know, spoiler alert. Now, 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 how do I know that you guys 
are have got clean background records. Trust us. <laughs> yeah, that always works. That's the best response. <laughs> yes. I got speeding tickets and a ticket for littering. <laughs> you can you can look them up on Judici, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris Hansen, don't talk to him about anything. Actually, that's the sites that I'll be on. I've never been in trouble in Iowa, so I'll be on Judici. Judici. Il. Yes, I like your Mike's Hard Lemonade van that you've got outside. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's mine right over there. It's Chris Hansen and his mobile crew right pulling up. So, anyway, <laughs> off off topic. So now we get back on, you know, 2009. You guys get started. You decide, you know what? We're tired of seeing a bunch of pedophiles handle this genre. So we want, you know, somebody who doesn't have a criminal record to come in and do this show. That was your motivation. So how do, so how do you get started on this? And why ghosts? I mean, why is it like, why is this fascinating to you guys? And, you know, makes you decide, you know what? We're going to spend some of our time doing this. Oh, well, I know at least for me, I, I started doing this in 1999, uh, life after death. I was curious. I, I wanted to know the truth. So a few years prior, asked some peers, uh, both said, you know, one side said yes, one side said no. None had an answer. They said just because, either fairy tales or it's just truth. So with my teenager mind at that time, I'm like, well, okay, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. So I went in the field not believing, but not disbelieving um, and I just want like I said just wanted to find truth uh, life after so uh, a lot of research on film investigation for me started in 1999 and I just kept finding clues and kept finding little things that that would uh, tug me along and it wasn't the pedophiles guys but um, the uh, finding you know those those voices um, that that are, are speaking to you that you know no one's around you're getting money recorded devices um, it's just so intriguing and to develop that process and to get more into the spiritual communication and even uh, entity manifestation or even seeing a full frontal um, uh, manifestation of a spirit it's just awe inspiring and you're like oh there's something here there's some density there's some science you know to this that's frontal full frontal full frontal a lot of brothel, brothels right haunted brothels yeah. that's uh, what, speak why why were you in this yes <laughs> speaking of yes nick what got you into this situation full frontal <laughs> i grew up in a haunted house so i've always had a interest in exploring more uh-huh. and it's led to youtube <laughs> so here we are. That, that was the next question I was going to ask: Is do you guys have you guys you know before you got into this had paranormal experiences? And what was your first time? What was your first time like with a paranormal experience? I'm sure yours involved full frontal there, Nick. So, what? Uh, tell me about what happened the first time. You know, you had what? Either you saw something, or heard something, or had some sort of strange thing happen to you that convinced you. You know, wow, this is something worth investigating. Well, this is a long-winded story. You thought Aaron talked a lot. I'm going to shorten it up. <laughs> um, I believe I was like 8, 9, or 10, one of those ages, and it was the middle of the night, like 2 a.m., and the city of Clinton, Iowa, was in the middle of a tornado warning. I woke up to lightning and thunder, and I walked over to the window to see how bad it was outside. I looked down into my backyard, saw a man standing by the back gate. He had long hair and a trench coat on. He wasn't wet. It was pouring down rain, and his hair was flowing in the wind like Fabio. 
<laughs> you guys are going to take this and run with it. But. I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah. Spray. Yes. Yeah. He would look like Fabio after he got hit in the face with that bird on the roller coaster. That's what he looked like. This guy had red eyes and he was looking up at me. All of a sudden, a clap of thunder hit and a little bit of lightning hit, and he blew away, and he looked like a pile of leaves when he blew away. And I ran down and slept with my mom for the rest of the night, and that was probably my first experience, and that's what got me rolling. So it was a ghost that looked like Fabio with red eyes. Yeah, Fabio after he got hit by the bird. And, oh, okay. An important distinction. And important, well, that, yeah, exactly. See, before you had deter- before you had uh, said that he was after he got hit, yeah, me too. Before, uh, Then you said it was after he got hit in the face yeah. by the bird, and I was like, oh, well, then that makes perfect sense, yes. All, all, all the listeners away. are going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, pretty yeah. scary. They, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't with you until you met Mention that important detail, Nick. Poor guy getting attacked by birds. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God! So, Aaron, did your did your first time involve Fabio before or after getting Fabio hit in the face and full frontal? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, sure. <laughs> um, all or I had no experience actually to get started into this. Um, again, you know, I was the yes or no type person. But as I started investigating this, now mind you, I, I came into this as an investigator so the whole time frame I, I've never been just you know oh here's here's something let me run from it or let me get you know confused or you know I wasn't a young kid or anything like that um, I was 19 years old and a television production major and I borrowed the studio camera at the time hey had got good use good equipment uh-huh. and um, I went to my first house investigation this lady it was an old uh, house in Rock Island and small house it looked friendly as can be but this lady had a had a poltergeist issue and poltergeist is a German term it means noisy ghost basically playful spirit um, but it's an active piece of you know energy in a sense and uh, we were down, I remember we were downstairs, and she's saying, well, this is where a lot of the activity happens, and it's a small house, and I'm sitting here with my clipboard and my analog recorder and, you know, just taking notes, and then all of a sudden when she said, you know, this is the most active part of the house, the whole house just vibrates like something straight out of a movie, like someone dropped a bowling ball upstairs and just... And I'm just sitting there, looking. You know, I'm trying to keep a straight face because, mind you, at this point, I've really not had any experience. Experience. I'm just kind of testing. You know, just digging into to things still. And I remember just looking at her. I did not break an eye contact with her. And I'm trying to keep my composure. Po- composure. Excuse me. Um, she goes. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. What did I, What did I hear? What did I? Hear? No. I. <laughs> I said yes, and uh, what was that? He says his pants soiled. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much ectoplasm everywhere. <laughs> so, so, so of course I used a check mark. We checked upstairs to see if someone knocked on the door. And mind you, if someone knocked on the door that loud, I would have answered anyways. Way too aggressive. <laughs> um, but yeah, later as I started doing more and more investigation of this particular home, um, I found out that there was a there was an age range between 13, 13 and 17 year old female who passed away. Way back in 1952, um, who's you know trying to get her story out there, and everyone she tries to get it out runs in terror. Uh, she likes guys, or she doesn't like guys. I, I'm not sure, but she touches guys. We've never gone there yet. 
We need to go there, full frontal. Be- <laughs> because wait, 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 you said she was thirteen. I take all that back. I take all that back. <laughs> Pedophiles, guys. It goes back to it. Got to screen. You got to screen uh, all your investigators. Is that Chris Hansen walking through the door right now? <laughs> no, don't worry. She was born in '52, so you got to you got to weigh the legal oh. system there. I, I, this is getting weird. But um, so she'd be sixty-five now, yeah. which you know, I'm not sure whether that you know. <laughs> We're going. We're going. Get in the truck. Right, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I can't remember the address because. I was so lost in that part of Rock Island anyways, and it was back in 01. I I just sent an old uh, uh, SVHS tape down to Florida so they can convert that bad boy, and it should have that first investigation on it. And I'm hoping to see me with my backwards hat, my baby face look, and me just ready to take on the world. You get a puka shell necklace turtle, on turtle, and everything because yeah. it's 99. Oh, no. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And then well, maybe we'll see that on QuadCities.com, too. Yeah, there you go. Heck, yeah, when he gets it back, i got to email him again. He's been slacking uh-huh. <laughs> down south. But, yeah, so that was my first, uh, I guess, audio uh, experience, which was wild. And it kind of propelled me even further to... Uh, to, to look into it. And you know, I've only seen, and you come across some investigators, and I and I can't say if they're truthful or not with this, but they've seen a million and one ghosts. It seems like every day I see a spirit. Every day I see a ghost. I've only seen one, mind you. One great moment, and I was in investigator mode, and it was witnessed by two others. So there's three people that witnessed the same phenomena that I witnessed, which was awesome. And one of them wasn't a believer either. She was actually going to ministry school. Um, so she was a very not a believer at all um, in earthly spirits like that. Uh, so, yeah. so tell us that story. Don't like, don't leave us hanging here. <laughs> lead into that one. Uh, yeah. Tune into our YouTube channel, guys, and uh, find all out about it. She's on our team. She, she? No, no, no. She's not on oh, our so team. No. Make all the comments I you want about ministry from... school. Right on. Yeah. All right. No, it's not Lindsay. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we, there's three of us. It used to be four. We lost one. Um, no, <laughs> three of us going to an old cemetery. It was an island we were on. Don't so forget, the, she used to go to ministry school. <laughs> yeah. Hot. Hot. She, was a, she was a supermodel on the side. And then in ministry school. Ghostcar.com presents Girl School. 27 or ghoul school. Oh, god, okay. Um, so yeah, there's three of us. We're on this island, it was a really cool uh, old military island. Um, it had you know, had a big war on there. A uh, war of 1812 was a big uh landmark there. Um, and it was eight miles around, three miles across. So, not a big structure, but there was an old post cemetery. Looked like your creepy. Uh, maybe 30 yards by 30 yards cemetery real tiny has like the posts all around it um, a lot of unmarked um, soldier graves uh, it was a very creepy dark area especially at nighttime there's trees everywhere it's very dark so w- what do we do we decide to go up there with a 35 millimeter ex- disposable camera and and uh, that's pretty much it and we didn't expect anything so as we walked up we went into this into the cemetery had the kind of the turning gate it was dark it really was like one in the morning so it was super dark and the moon was pretty bright though and the moon was kind of shining in just perfectly 
So as I walked in, and at this point, mind you, I'm not sure what like the energy feels like because it is kind of eerie when you when you get smacked with that energy. And at first, I never knew what that was. I thought that was fear. So I I was always very very uncomfortable with that, even at this point, kind of. Um, but I walked in there, felt something, but I just you know taking pictures as I can. And I see this other guy who calls himself a psychic feeler. And I, you know, the psychic, the psychic junk. I'm not sure. I'm like, all right. I wish I was a psychic feeler. Oh, man. There you go again. (laughs) And so the uh, psychic feeler and the lady minister were on the other side doing their... Psychic feeler at the ministry school. (laughs) At the ministry school. I I like how the ghost criers are like, but psychics, now there's a bunch of of crap all over. (laughs) No, this this is the old me. I'm cool with you guys now. Uh, (laughs) um, Because, see, you gotta wait till the end of the story. It's it's good. The psychic stuff works. (laughs) And for the listeners, this was in Michigan, right? Because there's probably Michigan. a lot of people at home right now yelling that you're on Arsenal Island. Arsenal Island? Right oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, they'll shoot me if I sneak on that island. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, we, uh, you know, so we're, we're there, and I see, you know, the, the, the lady and the uh, gentleman on the other side. And then I look to my left, because I'm kind of on the other side of the, the cemetery. And then I notice that she's actually with me. I'm like, oh, well, this is perplexing. Um, so... Well, maybe I'm seeing his shadow, you know, because the moon was, uh, it was bright. So we started walking forward and about, I gotta say about 10, mm, about 10 yards ahead of me, I finally noticed that, that the psychic filler is literally filling up a guy's leg. He has a full beard, an old fishing hat, uh, and he had kind of a, a fuzz or a fog around him, and he moved like a flip book animation. It was wild. And I, of course, froze. It wasn't, I wasn't badass or cool or anything. I froze from the waist down, so I would if it was a demon, I'm done. I would, um, so. It sounds like the Gordon's Fisherman. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it, well, the funny, funny thing you say that, funny that you mention that. And when I, uh, well, when, when I saw Then there fish sticks <laughs> fell from the sky, and I knew at that moment. Yeah. Well, well I, I, I threw my arm Check out. your left pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be delicious. <laughs> so, so I'd be like, ooh. Um, so I threw my arm out, blocked the, the uh, one lady from going forward. Kind of like even when you see like a snake in the uh, ground, right? You want right. to block him from moving forward. So here's this guy that I'm witnessing filling up this other guy's leg. Here's her seeing what, what I'm seeing, and all of a sudden... I see the head look up at me when he goes, Aaron, something's right in front of me. I go, dude, he's right in front of you. Whoop, looks up at me, face to the left. Both of us at the same time go, he's gone. She runs out of the cemetery freaking out. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, what did I, what the heck did I just witness? So I just did a lot of mental checks, mind you. On the spot, uh, you know, after the fact. So I started doing more research because this was a drop-in location. It wasn't at all uh, something that, that we cared to uh I didn't know prep work here. It was a blind spot. We uh-huh. just creepy cemetery went at night. See what a psychic filler can do. So um I I hit the books at the local library, did a lot of research and found out that supposedly a father man and his son um are ones who haunt 
the cemetery or who travel around, who protect, who show themselves in the cemetery, the post-cemetery. They're the first ones who died and got buried there on a boating accident. So they had a boating accident um, off the shores and they started the post-cemetery. So he must have been a soldier of some sort. So I went back in the daytime to the stone of where, um, where I witnessed it and it said, here lies father and son. I mean, just, it was the fisherman. I mean, it was... Gordon. Everything it was, it was, it was Gordon. It was Fisherman Gordon himself. Fisherman Gordon, absolutely. And here's a here's a tattoo of a symbol of what the stone looked like, and with a Blue Man Group member right by it. You're <laughs> describing a tattoo on your arm, I should say, for those of you not seeing at home. Man, I, like, I, I like how you're showing the tattoo to the record the tape recorder, the digital recorder. Hold your Look, over hold here. your recorder over here. It can see my tattoo. Understand? It's really cool, guys. Just know that it's it's a tattoo. It doesn't wash off. <laughs> I can't lie, I wash off every night. <laughs> Rewind back if you want to see the tattoo. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll take a picture of it and put it up with the. That'll be the. That'll be, there you go. That's there. That'll be the thumbnail. You need to hold up. You know, just stick a uh, right the Gordon's fisherman. Yeah, right for the Ghostbusters thing. So where's the fish? On there, I, it's somewhere. <laughs> find it somewhere. <laughs> the World of Warcraft tattoo. Next so, okay, so what do you say to those people who are like, "God, oh, this is a bunch of bullshit"? I mean, honestly, boo. you know, like, boo. No, <laughs> obviously, there are always doubters in regard to anything, so anything so paranormal or anything you know out of the out of the ordinary or, or unusual. Um, although, you know, a lot of people have had unexplained experiences and. They can't say, "Oh, I don't know what this is." Is this a, is there a such thing as ghosts or life after death, or is there magnetic resonance that is left behind when people, you know, pass away to whatever dimension or whatever it is that we go to? Because who the heck knows? An imprint, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, it's like a it's like a cassette recording where you know, if you have a, a cassette recording and you record over the stuff that's already on it, sometimes you'll still be able to hear that you know what you had previously recorded on there, and you wonder, well, is it the same kind of thing? Thing, since we're magnetic resonance as well so um but there are people that are like well this is a bunch of crap Ola. so and i'm sure that you hear from a lot of people who are saying that this is all a bunch of crap that you guys made up or whatever so how do you respond to that Thanks for watching. <laughs> uh, that, that is the best response to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, funny thing is, I'm okay with like the skeptics. <laughs> um, it's the uh, it's the internal groups, the other groups that have so much I hate. So they they believe, but they believe everything else that that they don't have in their group that that isn't put out is fake. So now they're battling with with. With people in the paranormal realm uh-huh. um, saying that they're so fake, they're so fake, they're so fake. I mean, they're the they're the worst because there's groups dedicated out there that they think they're doing justice for the uh, for the field by outing other groups. Mind you, they out them with no real evidence of any out. It's about is the same as hunting ghosts and spirits. They they come at you with nothing just because they feel it's fake. Yeah, they feel boo, you guys suck. You guys are a bunch of dicks. Look at those guys. <laughs> They're dicks, <laughs> and you know, I uh, I told one uh, one guy. 
because he said, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, I don't believe in spirits or, or and it was real, it was a de- decent conversation. But I got him thinking um, because I go, you know, you understand that I'm, you know, I'm an atheist, so I, I don't have any belief system. I go, so you don't believe in science? <laughs> and he's like, uh, what do you mean? I go, well, you, you got to expand your mind. There's, there's other waves. There's other, there's other characteristics that, since we haven't discovered them, doesn't mean they're not out there. It's just a matter of digging into that. And I'm, actually, I'll be speaking at a convention in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, with Nick at the end of this month on the 29th and 30th. We're really excited. And uh, one of the one of the talks is. Why don't you give the details on that? Because this uh, this podcast is going to debut on um, July 19th. So this will be on July 19th. You're listening to this, perhaps on July 19th when it first debuts. But nevertheless, when is the uh, when's the gig at uh, at uh, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> when is when is the gig coming up? Give the details on that so people can check it out if they're interested. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's the sixth annual Psychic and Paranormal Expo in uh, in the Marriott, right? The Marriott, right there, in somewhere Cedar in Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Hopefully, Cedar it's close to Woody's. It's the <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So, Terrible. Man. Nick's well, I don't talk a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's the grip psychic. <laughs> I'm a psychic uh, feeler myself. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, see us, guys. We're, we're going to be there. We're going to do two talks. One of them is going to explain the evolution process of electronic voice phenomena, which we call EVP. Um, it's a really, really cool talk. Uh, Nick and I presented that the last in May. There was another convention we did, and it had a good... Uh, same Good convention. It was just in Dubuque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same program. There's a host. But the uh, there's another talk that I'm going to debut that's going to be probably a little more controversial. Um, I'm excited, though, to, to piss people off. It's basically um, after Afterlife, a guide to Afterlife, how it's all connected. Um, basically an atheist version of, <laughs> of, of how you know it's all connected, a very grounded, logical way. Um, so it should be fun. It's a, yeah, it'll bring up a lot of things. And this is going to be the test run for your what talk? Oh, uh, TED Talk, guys. Mm-hmm. If you guys are familiar with Theodore or the educational discussion, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm aggressively pursuing uh, the the folks over there on TED. Um, I've already been reached out to once. Uh, you know, some guy in France that has kind of a community he's building and he wants me to <laughs> wants me to join the drink the Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> you going to go to France? No, I'm not. Well, hey, Uh-oh. if he pays for it, I'll go to France. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. So when is the controversial? Is that going to be at Cedar Rapids? Or is, okay, okay. So Okay, so what beliefs do you guys have? What belief systems do you guys have? If any, you mentioned are you an atheist? Are you agnostic? Do you were you raised with any particular religious beliefs? And how does that, if at all, inform how you think about this? Well, I'll go go first. Mine's pretty quick. I mean, I I, I was uh, I was raised with. Um, uh, kind of a Christian background in a sense, and, and that's you know where my belief system started. But as I got more and more involved, um, probably honestly in my teen years, um, and, and doing paranormal has just for me interpreted that afterlife scenario in a much more grounded fashion. So I don't have um, uh, all out one 
type of God belief system. I think it really is all, all waves and, and science. It's just a natural. Our vessel's sole purpose is to is to maintain the energy inside our brain, ultimately. And once we uh, once we expire, you know, that energy, the that that pretty much our consciousness pretty much goes goes on, um, and. And it could be very well experienced differently for different people, depending on their life community and how they're developed and how their um, not necessarily body uh, expresses them. Because uh, the body is what hurts us. The body is weak. You know, the body you can die. You can do a heart transplant. You can do. You can heck. You can do an arm transplant. I think. I mean, you can do pretty much do any limb transplant, liver, this and that. You can't do a brain though. That's kind of funny. Um, because that's really that's who you are. That that's host. That's that energy that manifests and needs to mature and needs to move on to its ultimate life. So, um, yeah, I believe it's going to be wild. Um, I got some interesting feedback when I was doing a spirit communication session, uh, just asking some of the hard questions on like what it's what it's like. Or I asked the question. Um, Tell us something that we don't know, in a sense. Give, give me a secret, something that we have no clue. You're talking with spirit during yeah, this yep, time. This is, this so is. just to answer the previous question, so you're raised Christian right now. You're kind of what, agnostic, I suppose? Um, no, 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 atheist still. I'm science-bound. science, science bound. I mean, there's an afterlife, but I don't think there's anything... I don't think there's anything much to it with, uh, uh, I guess, organization, in a sense, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I said I was agnostic for for a few years there, but I just kind of pulled back to nah. I, I just straight up science, um, and and yeah, the uh, the spirits or the communication voice. And mind you, we're doing some awesomely wild things in, in the spirit communication realm. I mean, check out our YouTube page and even the videos here that you're, that's going to be dropped are just going to blow your mind in some some aspects. But I asked, you know, give us something that we don't know. And the response was um, much fuller hands. And, and then I got another response shortly after that, that said, your senses. So what uh, interpreting that is basically we're free, our energy. So everything's amped up. We don't have, you know, that, that pain anymore with our limbs or anything that happened. I mean, we can see again, we can walk again, you know, that whole song and dance. But we can just feel, we can sense, we can, everything's just amped. I mean, it, it's just, it's hard to explain, but, but... And, you know, if you talk to someone with out-of-body experience, if you ever get a chance to do that, which is another taboo thing, but uh, they'll they'll explain similar similar things where their senses senses are just on overload times ten. So. And Nick, what is your uh, religious upbringing, your background, and where would you call you, say you're at right now? <clears throat> well, we were raised going to Methodist church on Easter and Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> so you're like holiday Christians. <laughs> yeah, holiday Christians. Uh, we're just here, you know, so we get let into heaven. But uh, I'm going for heaven and hell and uh, belief in angels and demons. Now, that's another thing we're going to get into next is, well, one thing before we get into angels and demons is, and I've, okay, obviously, you know, say there are ghosts. Why isn't the world just completely overpopulated with ghosts given the millions and millions and millions of people that have died already and why can't we see them why is it always like you know oh there's one solitary ghost or whatever instead of like like oh well there's like you know a million ghosts that are all hanging out here or whatever because of all these people who have died now wouldn't you say that you know maybe there's a reason why certain people are 
remain anchored here for whatever reason. And it seems in in terms of hauntings, it's always somebody who died violently. It's never like, you know, and then they passed away nicely in their sleep and they're here just kind of cruising around. Um, Do you think that it could be a a case of um, when something violent happens or something, you know, that kind of uh, doesn't go according to plan, so to speak, um, it leaves more of a mark and kind of anchors or tethers the person here to this mortal plane. Um, well, I'll address the first uh, the first inquiry with, you know, why isn't there so many millions and millions and millions of, of energy or of ghost spirits? Um, you know, there, there are, actually. Um, there is... Uh, if you if you build a rapport in a sense like Nick and I have, um, and use some of the spirit communication devices that we use, we find them everywhere, anywhere. We can pull them up right here, and we'll probably get some responses. Because the device that that I've been consistently using, I'm very impressed with, um, is is called the Spiritus uh, application, and it was made by Keith. I'm um, over at Chill Seekers. He, uh, I reached out to him uh, himself, which, mind you, thousands of people have this app. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised he, he replied to my email. But I'm so, I need if I'm using a tool, I need to know why I'm using it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things. And I didn't want to be suckered into maybe it's just pareidolia, which is like the ink blot of the mind. Right. It, it's it's you you creating that through known senses, and that can come in in sight, uh, taste, smell. I mean, anything, even touch. Although I think the voices that you're hearing in the background uh, now. Aaron or DeBarge. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Those are all spirits. Only their careers are dead. Yeah, Aaron, so let's get some aha on here. Yeah. Take on um, so so yeah. So whenever we produce uh, these results or open up ourselves, uh, we I mean we consistently get voices everywhere, and that and yeah, I there could very well be kind of a dimensional thing or maybe an imprint uh, that that the spirit might be more comfortable being into and. It's almost like seeing a rainbow. Some people can see a rainbow at the right angle. Some people can't um, scenario. But it, it does go to w- waves. You know, we can't see waves. And, and ultimately, that's kind of what it's it's working off of, mm-hmm. I feel, at least. Um, one of those contexts. But, but, yeah, the more tragic events that happen, I feel, have more... Um, energy or, or more aggressive energy mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, stagnant yeah, what there. He said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's why they're more active because they are. They, I mean, they're they're cracked open a little a little differently than the typical mom pa that passed away comfortably. You know, they're just walking around, chilling, watching you go pee and all that whole song and dance. Or <laughs> the crazy uh, frontal, yeah, frontal, right, right. Yeah. Oh man. And I, you know what? I just, I just hope that all the spirits after I pass away don't tell me things I did. Okay, all right, jerks. I know you were probably all there. I was there. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. They all just shake their head in shame. I'm like, is this, is this the greeting I get, guys? Jeez. So, so, uh, so yeah. That's that's it. So. So now let's get on to uh, another topic. Um, <laughs> angels and demons. Uh, hey. Now, you you know mentioned you know different hauntings and and things of that nature. What? Uh, 
at what time have you guys ever been, if ever, been just, you know, scared shitless or something? I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you're just like, oh my God, you know, then you guys are really afraid of what's going on around you, or has there never been a time and you're just like, oh, you know, this is easily explained, blah, blah, blah. And also, uh, what has been the context of that? Have You know, has it been like, oh, it's the Velisca X murder house or something like that, or, you know, explain if there has ever been a time and why. You have a good one here, don't you? Reminds oh, yeah. Me, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> clear my throat. Um, Fearless. The, the most scared I've ever been was one time we, he was living in Arizona at the time, and I was with another local group. <clears throat> he needed me around. Yeah. <laughs> I just reached out for him for everybody watching at home. Uh, rewind it if you want to see but um i was with another local group at the time and we had a couple evps that were questionable and we took them to the davenport diocese to let one of the fathers listen to him there and after he did that he blessed all of us and while he was splashing me with holy water i felt like this sunburn start on my ankle and move up to my knee, then come across my hip, up to my shoulder, across my chest, and then it exited through the right side of my head. And that's, I've, I didn't feel like that before he started throwing holy water on me. It was right when he was doing it and doing the prayer that it this something left my body. So that's when paranormal investigating kind of went from a hobby to more of a serious thing for me. And that day he. He just told us that, I mean, God's real, Satan's real, and you see Satan more than you do God. Why? Because he's just out trying to pollute the world and get more people for him. And feeling that sunburn and getting told that, I mean, it just... I look like one of those, what was that, that, that commercial, Jet.com, where everybody's head blows off? That's what my head did. It blew off that day. It was pretty scary. But as far as, like, being out it locations and stuff during investigations nothing's really caught me as off guard as that day did well what exactly happened that day that you would have you know brought this little stowaway with you and also did you tell the priest and what did the priest say <laughs> he said well the blessing worked <laughs> thanks thanks for watching <laughs> um it's hard saying what don't I forget to tip your weights down. <laughs> yeah. Hit the like and subscribe button down below. Uh, <laughs> he said uh, that that location that we were at, the priest, by the way, his name is Father Modded. He just passed away. He's wrote a couple books on exorcisms and stuff like that. So look him up, Modded. I don't know, sound it out when you're typing it into Google. But um, <clears throat> this is the guy from Davenport? Mm-hmm. Okay. Davenport Diocese. He said it's just, it's really easy to pick stuff up. You got to be careful when you're out at haunted locations that have possible demon, you know, pollution in the house. You have to wear religious pendants and ask them not to follow you when you leave. And that's probably how I picked it up because, you know, before that I was more amateur hour. Mm -hmm. Then after that I started doing more research and then he came back and 
now we're just full blown whatever just put it on youtube <laughs> now what do you mean ask them not to is it like it's like you know the vampire lawyer where you have to invite them in or you have to distinctly say i don't give you permission to follow me i don't give you permission to be with me etc cetera, etc cetera. Exactly. you know you, you took the words right out of my mouth before you leave the location either to go home or you're just going outside to take a piss in the bushes you, you do not have permission to follow me stay here it feels kind of weird just yelling that into an empty house, but you don't want to be standing in the middle of Davenport Diocese and having a sunburn leave your body. <laughs> a lot of people sitting at home right now are like, huh? <laughs> Mouths open in the jet.com. And, and Aaron, what time has something really scared you? Um, never. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I've never had anything really. I had oh shit moments uh, before, um, but no, nothing's nothing's ever terrified or scared me. I, I did have one moment where I let my guard down back in oh four, I think it was. Um, yeah, I still learn everything and getting everything. I just let my guard down. I was laughing, having a great time walking up to a, a, another cemetery gate, a known location, and happy as can be. Um, I was with a skeptic friend of mine, and I was with another individual who I think was kind of a skeptic as well, but they want to see you know what we do, so we're just having a good time. I touched the gate, and as I touched the gate, I just fell to the floor, um, bawling. I fell to the floor in like complete fear, and just kept throwing like the other people like in front of me, scooting on my butt back for maybe five seconds. I was just I was out of it, out of my mind. Never happened before or after that moment, but before. For that moment, I I could sense like the energy a lot more. After that moment, I I don't have any senses. I think I put some passive guard up now. So when I go into a place, I have to use my tools because I can't be like, oh, I feel something. I'm like, okay, I don't know if anything's here, but let's. Uh, you're, not a, you're not a psychic feeler. I'm not a psychic. You're missing feeler. out, dude. I, I tried until I cried. That's my motto. Well, <laughs> it's a terrible motto. So there's something so, really good in there somewhere. Uh, I so so how do you protect yourself? from spirits from you know demonic entities or whatever i mean if somebody's out there is listening to this and maybe they're having some paranormal experiences or whatever how, what are some ways in which you can protect yourself from these things um and i think we we may have different methods maybe not i mean in context it very well be the same but for me and i tell people there's two things you need you need uh confidence in what you do and physical and action and conviction in what you say so um, don't show the fear don't allow yourself even mentally even if you're terrified off your mind stop being terrified train yourself to to be comfortable in those scenarios um, so nothing can latch on because I uh, sure I know as Nick knows um, spirits I mean just because their senses are amped perhaps um, they seem to know your darkest secrets they seem to see things and know things before you even speak them, um, which is wild. You know, you're, you're thinking about saying one thing, you're thinking about bringing up a subject, all of a sudden you 
get a bunch of these responses to what you're thinking about saying, and you're like, that's strange. Uh, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it has happened, and it's just wild to think. So, yeah, I mean, confidence and conviction. I've always had that. I've shown no fear, and I've never never felt like I was in a poor situation. But we've had, we have a video that I think is an epic video, and it proves how I cannot sense him anymore with my freaking body. But um, it's, uh, we, we're doing a, we have the EMF detectors, right? Are you all out of the fields, then? <laughs> no, I'm you out can't of feel anymore? <laughs> all out of the fields. I am not a empath for sure. Um, but uh, the, the the EMF detectors just blew up, right? And they just, and I accidentally left my uh, communication device on. I meant to turn it off because we're going to go to a new room, but I left it on and, and I just got these spikes. Nick got spikes. Both of us got these spikes. The video's on our YouTube page. It's awesome. But um, at the time, I'm like, well, this has to be mechanical. And I'm, I'm just talking normal as these things are just spiking up. Mind you, they're radiation detectors so we were potentially in a big radiation <laughs> moment where our yeah, brains were just the end of the chernobyl diaries we started pulling our hair out what is this it's all around us <laughs> it's spooky um, so uh so we're, we're getting these reads and then you you hear me kind of question it because i think it's mechanical the way it's coming out because it's kind of blinking all of a sudden i go down and it's gone i'm up at it i'm like this is free floating which is not the behavior of the of the the, uh, uh, science and what it's supposed to detect. Radiation radiates. It sh- should have a tell. You should be able to follow it to where it's radiating. Not, It doesn't shoot out fireballs. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really what we were capturing. And you just hear me question, like, this is strange. And it happened for maybe, what, five minutes straight? And after it stopped, it just stopped. And there's a voice that says, all done. Like, I mean, just, I mean, there was, there was, there was voices that just, it, it complimented the action the entire time. It was a very interesting. Um, at the time, I thought it was crap. I thought it was mechanical. Even leaving, I was scratching my head and still thinking, well, what else could it be? But when I was reviewing the audio on top of it, I'm just like, holy crap, we might have got something there. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are some of the most disturbing things that you've heard in disemboy- a disembodied voice say? It's real. Satan is real. <laughs> that same clear investigation shit. that he was just telling you about, we got Satan is real as clear as us sitting at this table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. We can pull it. We can pull it up. Probably. Maybe. What? What? What, what was the con? What was the context of it? What was going on at this? At that invest? Where was the investigation at? And you know, how did this happen? Like, where did it pop up? Mind you, going in, the interpretations here might be slightly, uh, slightly different. The nice thing with with uh, Nick and I, though, we always come together on the the resolution. Like, what really happens? We've never had a, a disagreement with any you know evidence on site. We've had a conversation about it, but but we've pretty much been on the same page. Um, this was an old dentist's office, and it turned into a uh, rental. Davenport. In Davenport, Iowa. Davenport, Iowa. Turned into a rental unit. Some energy started spiking up, freaked out the, the folks who lived there who knew Nick, told Nick, uh, something's here, we're leaving. They just left. They left everything, they just left. And they gave Nick the keys. Nick goes, let's go. 
So we uh, we went up there, and what I got out of it, and with the Satan is real, we also got a lot of talk of demons. Um, I thought that they thought that we were demons, or that we are Satan, or that we are those those beings. And because there's a very religious undertone in whatever happened there, and there was a lot of there's a lot of a lot of different voices, a lot of different conversation pieces. We found out one of their favorite pizzas is sausage. We asked the good questions, guys. All right. We got we got to know. So we yes uh, yes the ghost what their favorite pizza is. Yeah, that's sausage. Next on Ghost Cryer, the favorite ice creams of pizza or favorite ice creams of ghost. Mint swirl. Full frontal. Uh, another scary one. It, outside of Davenport, going towards Bluegrass and Walcott. <clears throat> There used to be a cemetery out there called Soink Cemetery. In 1925, they exhumed everybody out of there and moved them into Walcott and into uh, Fairmount Cemetery. So we found it, and we went out there and just sitting in my truck. We were getting a bunch of responses on the SB7. The SB7 is a small radio that scans through all the radio frequencies at 100 milliseconds per station. So pretty much figured out why it was moved. Uh, yeah. yeah, you asked a question. What did it like? Yeah, uh, Nick asked a question. Um, why, why did you know what made you? Well, why did people move the cemetery? And the response was kind of cool. It was uh, what was the exact words? I know we interpret it to farmland, but a trade. A trade. That's a what trade. it was. But anyways, that was the first time we was out there. The last time we was out there, we were sitting there asking questions, and we got a voice that came across that radio, and it said, I'm right behind you. And just before that, we heard a noise that sounded like somebody beating on the windows of my truck. And all of a sudden, the voice says, I'm right behind you. My truck's right there, so there's plenty of room for the... black. It's big. <laughs> it's big and black. <laughs> so there's plenty of room for somebody else to get in the truck. And it said, I'm right behind you. So that, that kind of creeped me out once after I was sitting at home and I'm looking out the window at my truck in the dark like i got to clean that damn thing out now. Which usually involves lighting sage on fire and get the hell out of my truck. Yeah. Yeah. How do you clean? How? Well, okay. You mentioned confidence and not being fearful. Um, Nick, how do you kind of like, you know, protect yourself from other spirits? And how would you recommend other people doing so or cleansing if they've got any issues at their at their home? You mentioned burning sage, which I know is a popular mm-hmm. means of, of cleansing an area. Um, salt. salt. <laughs> I was going to say the other one I've heard is salt, uh, holy water. Water. Um, I thought something up there salt one time. <laughs> they go, I put salt around everywhere, but it's not doing anything. I go, vacuum that up for one thing. <laughs> now, why? Now, which of those things do you think are legit, which don't work? The other thing is, is if you don't believe anything, if you're an atheist, then how are any religious per- paraphernalia going to have any impact? It goes with the consciousness. So it goes with who, who say, a uh, Christian had passed away. Well, their whole world while living and their body developed them to believe in this 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 uh, environment to believe in that they're absolutely right and now they don't have that body to I feel to evolve not evolve past that but to kind of maintain that easily not to say they couldn't be swayed one way or the other um, but if you start bringing more religious items into the into effect they're going to respond to those religious items better than uh, than than if we we didn't have it you know that's kind of that and then, again that's my interpretation but that's how I, I see yeah I see them. <laughs> I just got a really 
hilarious thought as an atheist your house gets haunted so what do you do it's kind of like going to the store and asking the guy at Lowe's hey I got a bunch of weeds growing in my yard which one of these is going to kill the weeds really good so you go home with a crucifix All right, baby the guy at the store said this one's going to work the best let's give it a shot you know I do a Constantine thing slam my forearms together guys (laughs) but to get back to your question I'd just say uh, clear your mind I mean I usually go outside and go off by myself and take a couple minutes just to forget about everything that was been going on that day you know some crap at work crap at the house crap with the truck just forget about all that and just go in blank also I have St. Michael in my wallet so I keep one of those little medallions in my wallet because I, I heard that it works and since that day I got sunburnt and it left in a hurry with no aloe <laughs> we're, we're gonna go with St. Michael for the win on that one <laughs> so um is there anything in particular that uh, you know you would say to people in regard to um, you know um, you know any messages that have been you know brought to you from you know has anybody given you any like you know words of wisdom or anything like that whether it's somebody that you've spoken to in the field or something from the beyond that you know you think has been helpful in regard to this situation or just in regard to any of the you know people's interest in this in, in general I got a I got a message from the beyond that said Aaron's no pussy <laughs> I'm like ah this my buddy let's do this um, um, yeah, we could we could send you that file too. But um, yeah, I, you know, I've, we've gotten a lot of our responses are direct. I mean, that's what we go for when we when we test out these uh, spare communications, so we can tweak them and make them better. And we're working with some folks uh, that are really progressive in the field uh, that that actually work with a lot of the TV uh, teams as well and have been featured um, on the the other programs, which is pretty awesome. And our direct responses are like awesome. I mean, they they are, are what we're looking for when we ask, you know, what's your favorite pizza? <laughs> yeah, sausage. Okay, there's something that that seems seems intelligent. Um, and that's really what we go for with asking any messages. Sometimes, as I said, like uh, much fuller hands. That was an interesting response when I asked to tell us something. Um, message wise, I, I don't feel not like I've really even poked at that. I, I've never really asked to give you know a message or do you have a message to give? I know I had someone say that they committed suicide that was interesting um, that was a daytime park investigation um, near the road I'm not sure it doesn't mean it had to happen near the road but it's interesting responses that way um, but I don't know Nick have you explain Aaron teach us in the fire oh oh yeah that was interesting um, okay yeah no that was a very interesting one that took me a couple of seconds to or you know definitely took me a couple of loops to figure figure that out because it was kind of inaudible at the beginning but as you started listening to it, it's like okay okay it makes more sense we went to another cemetery and daytime again because we like to prove that things happen in daytime not just night guys um and we're old and we like to sleep so <laughs> i'm kidding well kind of we're responsible guys so um the 
uh, it seemed to have a, a pupil, a teacher-pupil type environment, which was interesting. The, the, a lot of the conversation was like these kids talking to each other and this teacher silencing them and it was kind of a weird scenario and then it seemed like one of the kids got in trouble and about as clear as day and this is the interesting thing because they use my name in this so it's not so, some random thing um, it says uh, can we still hear Aaron teach in the fire uh, teach was a weird word for me because it came out it seemed like one of the audio when it was scanning it scanned at that moment so it blew up that word a little bit so I thought I said change at first and I'm like can Aaron change in the fire what's that mean like a metamorphosis type thing you go maybe boy I'd pay good money to watch uh, you change in a fire man there you go full frontal changing of while the on fire man. while on fire yeah. um, and so I think like well you know what, what's with the fire right well maybe that's just the sensitivities of the lights you know how they interpret how they see everything um, but it was, the, the interesting thing was just you know can we still hear Aaron Aaron was as clear as day uh, to teach in the fire it was it was cool it was very cool oh, I'm, and I was just doing the I mean I was doing the show so I guess that was my teaching and they were curious and in a lot of cases they are curious you know I tell people reports the number one thing you need is a ghost hunter you don't need to scream at people um, uh, you just got to build that and it, it doesn't happen overnight I mean if you want to do this do this for years that's where you're going to build the rapport it's not going to be you know yeah you got to get trust um do you uh, should people well okay a couple questions here start kind of tied into each other should a should people be afraid of ghosts just in general you had immediately said no so okay let's just stick with that question should they be afraid of ghosts and you said no go ahead explain no it's all about education the fear of the unknown people are terrified and i find a lot of times skeptics are terrified more so than people that believe um, because they don't want to go down a dark path they probably think i mean honestly they're probably legit with the terror because there's probably a rat or something i mean in their head that could be down there but let's say we clean it out we're like okay there's nothing down there nothing's going to hurt you go a lot of cases i mean they're the ones who tiptoe down who go real slow um, and and it's, it's the education man the more you get educated with this the more you open up and and think in different uh, ways and, and and just yeah just think on different grounds um, it really takes away that whole creepiness then you don't care who's watching you when you know uh, everyone's watching you you're being watched all the time that's happening guys right now look around as you're listening to this you're being watched um, it's not gonna be as Santa Claus is looking at you right now. <laughs> by a guy that looks like Santa Claus, at least. Yeah. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's a Christmas album. It's coming out uh, soon. Watch ghost, for it. Uh, a very ghost crier Christmas. <laughs> Stay tuned this Christmas. <laughs> now, I feel like we need to do that. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. I just think, you know, get you, challenge yourself. If you're a skeptic, why are you a skeptic? I start off being a skeptic. So, I challenge myself not thinking I'll be cool if, if it's not out there, but hey, it sounds like it could possibly be. Um, I found out it is. So now, yeah, just challenge yourself, guys. If you think it's ridiculous, try the gear. Um, do people call you guys up like Ghostbusters and be like, you know, hey, I've got this thing in my place. You know, you need to come over and get rid of it. And if so, what do you tell them? And if you can, how do you quote unquote get rid of it? Well, well, not anymore. They don't call us. I mean, yeah, not, we're more commercial at this point. <laughs> yeah, we we're looking for mostly Quad Cities locations to feature on YouTube. You know, mm -hmm. 
business. And of course, quadcities.com. And quadcities.com. Quadcities.com. So now we have to change it up because every time we do our YouTube, it's, hey, this is Nick Simons from ghostcriers.com. Now it's, we're going to have to backlog everything and it's going to be like, hey, this is Nick Simons from ghostcriers.com and quadcities.com. <laughs> the voice. We'll loop it up. Yeah. Yeah. Loop it. Uh-huh. yeah. Um. Man, I lost my train of thought. Do people call you guys up like Ghostbusters? That's uh, what I was asking. Uh, you may, what do you do? I mean, yeah, they. Uh, I think they say it more as a joke, not you know, behind their back or in a group at a bar or something like that. But when someone calls us, they're a little more serious uh, for the most part. Um, and yeah, they just want to know they're not crazy. Um, we did a lot of house investigations uh, prior, and that's all I got a lot of my experience off of. And it was the same old, same old. I think I'm going crazy. Can you can you at least check this out for me? Um, in most cases, they were going crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what if so if you go out, you know, you 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 find something, you know, and they're like, oh, I can't handle this. I, I, I got to get rid of it. Can you? I mean, can you guys like get rid of something, or how do you do that, or you know? It's it's you're shaking your head no, no. Uh, what dabble with that well i don't because like i said earlier i'm not the church (laughs) but i do have people that i know that i can call directly from my cell phone and have them come cleanse i I have a wiccan that good contacts come cleanse the house i mean the diocese will do it still they'll come cleanse your house so there's plenty of people that we can call to come clean your house like Mary Maids and Bettendorf Isle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We'll cleanse the ghosts and do your windows. Yeah. We got you covered if you do call Ghost Cryer to have us investigate your house. So no worries. And you know, I've actually used Tazix in the past uh, to to get rid of, of uh, ghosts or, or unwanted spirits. And it just goes back to the whole be direct with your with your uh, expression or with your comment, um, get out of here. You're not welcome. Most cases, I've found out that spirits are more scared of the living because they're more confused that you know the afterlife isn't, uh, isn't quite what they wanted to be. So they're more scared of us than, and confused and more willing to be like, well, I'm not wanted here, so I guess I'm, I'm going to go. Or everything will just settle down. So maybe they're still staying in there, but they're like, okay, let's just be more quieter um, now. And I think in most cases when we do that, that's probably what happens. It's probably not they leave, but they're probably like, okay, maybe I should just shut up for at least 30 years and I'll mm-hmm. kick, it, kick it on high gear. Um, but but as Nick, kind of follow up with what Nick says, with some more specialty uh, type of scenarios. I mean, I'll, I'll always go in the back, you know, leave. And then that moment where Nick's holding the camera, or we got a new camera guy, Jared, who's holding the camera, sees me lift off the ground and propelled against the wall, will probably reach out to more specialized <laughs> removal services. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, until then, you know, we'll definitely check out the location if everyone has it. But, uh, yeah, I'll tell them to get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> you, may, you mentioned psychic feelers before earlier um you met you i don't know whether you met it or not but you kind of like you know poo-pooed psychics and stuff how do you feel about other paranormal um you know investigators and people who are involved whether it you know you mentioned it priests who do exorcisms or wiccan who you know come and cleanse houses and stuff you mentioned psychics uh people who are shamans people like that you know how do you feel about any of these other particular paranormal 
people, you know, who do these types of things? Do you think that there's legitimacy to some of the things that they do? Not, you know, thoughts. I do, but, it, I do, but it's, harder to, it's harder to convince the world of them than it would be of us. Because at least we're using physical items to get responses and to, to get um, controlled, uh, repeatable uh, actions, in a sense. Um, I believe there's some legitimacy to, to that type of um, being or individual. But again, the problem there is it's all on... On them, they're saying things. I mean, they might they might say something just perfect, and you're like, "Oh, this person's legit." It, well, he convinced you, but are they going to convince the rest of the the world or the room? Um, so, yes, I do, but we're not at a time to really to, to propel, um, you know, that that type of thing. I, I think uh, at least at least in our environment that we created for us now um, but with those psychics and how they work and with with uh, Wiccan and um, and Druids and you know other groups that have those removers or have the rapport and have the magic or whatever the case may be um, again I think it's not so much and this is going to be actually my talk uh, bigger role of it but in my talk in uh, Cedar Rapids but it's it's all about synergy. It's all about knowing your community and growing up with them, building that rapport, that trust with with the witches, with with Wiccan. Um, it's it's having that coven. It's it's understanding the books. And mind you, those eyes are seeing it, and now they're in a sense they're helping you become what you feel you need to be. So don't mess with the witch guys because they got a lot of energy backing them up. But I don't feel it's as magic. As, as a lot of people assume it is, and even as they assume it's really just the other spirits just slapping you around. Everybody to us is friends until you're a dick, then we're like, thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think that there is any legitimacy to magic with a K uh, and, you know, things like doctrine of signatures and things of that nature? Do you think that there's a, that, you know, there is anything behind it. Yeah, I think it's tapping into the spiritual realm again. It's all different levels of, of that rapport, and I keep going back to rapport, but I think that's the key the key word with the spiritual world, um, even with magic, with a K. Um, yeah, I believe if you build and you focus on that, there's going to be a little more uh, assistance in the other world <laughs> for you. That, that gives us a show occasionally. Mm-hmm. The other next thing, Ouija boards. Uh, so many people have creepy stories in regard to Ouija boards. Do you have any experiences in regard to Ouija boards or any thoughts in regard to those? Uh, I have thoughts. No experiences. I've never really had the pleasure of playing with one. But we'll do one at one point, but yeah. <laughs> all the people out there listening that are like, oh, Ouija boards are a portal to hell. You're establishing communication. You're going to get sucked into hell, this and that, and all them bad, groovy things. You do the same thing when you turn this digital recorder on with a Ouija board. Is there anybody with us? Amped up by 10, no doubt. You turn the digital recorder on in a haunted location. Is there anybody with us? Can you say something? So it's the same thing. So, meh. Ouija board, Ouija board. Who needs a Ouija board? <laughs> yeah. When I could just turn the recorder on and you don't have to waste your energy moving the pallet around or whatever it's called, the plaquette. They're cool looking, though. I'd like one to hang on the wall, frame it. 
So anything else you guys would like to add? Of course, your uh, videos are going to be on quadcities.com for people to peruse. And um, we're excited to have you guys on board as you know, part of the site. Uh, I think it's going to be really cool. Looking forward to that. Um, what else do you guys have planned for the future? And um, you know, any last thoughts for people listening to this? Um, anybody listening out there that has a home older than 1964 or even 1900, I also metal detect in my spare time, and we're looking to make a video where I find some metallic object in the front yard, and we can use it as a trigger object in investigating that location. So if you have an old haunted house, call Ghost Cryer Up. We want to make a video at your house and feature it on YouTube using both the metal detector and a paranormal investigation. I think that'd be a great video. Right. And of course featured on quadcities.com too. Featured on quadcities.com and we're looking forward to the tons of local exposure finally. Uh, what do people what number do people call for that? Aaron? Or, uh, you know, what email or whatever do people use to contact you guys? Oh, uh, you could just visit our website through the quadcities.com website. It is ghostcrier.com. Click the link right here on quadcities.com. Uh, <laughs> is there a number that, that people can call as well? Uh, phone number people can call? Yep. Everything that you, our contact info is on there Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, phone number. Phone number. Even the original phone number from 2009 is up there. That still works, right, Aaron? Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, I'm right now I'm trying to... I'm looking through my phone as Nick's chatting away because I'm trying to look for uh, that one of the old... Oh, I think I found it. The old... Uh, EVPs, yeah, this is this is the one we talk about. Can we still hear Aaron uh, teaching the fire? I thought maybe we'll uh, we'll let everyone kind of end with, or you know, well, let me turn up the volume here. Okay, mind you. Yeah, we can hear. Yeah, we can hear. So that is a voice from the beyond. You just heard it here on QC Uncut. What else you guys have coming up in the future? You got the gig in Cedar Rapids on the 29th of July and Halloween event. If you guys, uh, per- I know you got a, what ten more days or so, eleven more days in this month to grab tickets at a lower price. We're doing a Halloween event um, at, locally in the Quad Cities. Uh, you guys are going to be stoked. We're going back to the Masonic Temple, which churches just have so much people. Everyone wants to repent after they pass. Um, we got some awesome responses, and we're going back. If you guys want to see an active spot, go with a good group. A good presentation will feed you. It's a uh, tickets are seventy five bucks, but man, if you compare it to a lot of the events, you're getting what a six eight hour event or something like that for seventy five bucks. Yeah, and the uh, Scottish Rites Cathedral is expensive to rent, so yeah, so there's we didn't most make of the money. price right there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's happening on the fourth of November, so it's the Saturday after Halloween. Um, the, we have twenty five seats. We're gonna we're gonna fill once they're done. They're done. Um, um, we got some pretty awesome stuff planned. So yeah, sixty bucks. You can get it. So originally seventy five dollars, but we're doing sixty bucks until the end of July, and then we're just going back to seventy five. We'll just promote the heck out of it. So early bird type thing. Cool, cool. And uh, if anybody wants us to check out your cool haunted location, visit us through quadcities.com <laughs> <laughs> and, and let us know. 
<laughs> cool. Nick, Aaron, thank you so much for appearing as guests. It's been fun talking with you guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Awesome. You have been listening to Nick and Aaron from Ghost Crier here on QC Uncut, your source for uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers and entertainers. This is your host, Sean Leary. Thank you so much for tuning in to the number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities. Hope you have a great day.